welcome. And if you can't hear me, that's not great. Okay. I think they should be able to hear Did you. we fix it now? Did we fix it? Audience, tell us we did good. Did we fix it? We did. Oh, oh my God, what go. a time to be alive. Huh. wonder why that changed. That was weird. Yeah, I haven't changed. It feels yes. like we've had the exact same settings every single call for a year. Yeah, I haven't changed any of my settings. For some reason, I just decided it wasn't going to record my audio today. But that seems to be fixed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. Hope you weren't startled by me talking to myself for a while. <laughs> but uh, on today's Slightly Something Else, to mark the occasion of God of War Ragnarok coming out this week. Mm -hmm. Somehow that still doesn't feel like the proper title. But what God of War Ragnarok? Yeah, I mean when I uh, when I saw that, I was thought it was talking about the, the last game because you know Ragnarok's such a generic Norse mythology word. Yeah, and I feel like in that stretch we've gotten games with the like uh, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla was originally called going to be called Ragnarok, I think. Well, that's I, it, isn't it? When you're doing Vikings, yeah. it's either one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> if it's not Valhalla, it's Ragnarok. You know, I noticed there's no uh, God of War Rainbow Bridge being considered as a title. The Jodenheim? I don't even know if that's the name of that bridge. But these know. are just words I know from from like Thor movies, <laughs> which is your number one source for uh, for Norse mythology. Yeah, so we're going to talk about was God of War all that and a bag of chips? Delicious. Because uh, my review of the last God of War was a bit, you know, not quite as enthusiastic as some people's. That's true. What did you? So let's go. Let's take a take a gander even further back. What did you think of like the the early trilogy, the like PS2, PS3? Like God I of really War liked those games, which okay. is probably the root of my opinion of the God of War four. Yeah, I I uh, I was really impressed by the memorability of God of War one, the the way it sort of uh, pioneered the cold open in action video games that basically yeah. every game does now. Great first level. Just start with a first level big cock action sequence before you start actually mm -hmm. telling us what the fucking plot is. And I thought it was a really the first God of War game was a really good complete experience. I was and when they announced a sequel, I was a little bit surprised because it felt like, I mean, honestly, obviously, and I wasn't surprised, knowing that corporate game design being what it is, you're always going <laughs> to seek going to get a sequel out of something that was successful and indeed yeah the at the start of, like, at the end of the end credits in god of war one it even said kratos will return like he's fucking james bond yeah <laughs> but it, and then it had the it had the james bond sting right but moment. it felt like the yeah. first game was a complete story you know kratos was mad uh he took a job from the gods under the understanding that they'd uh sought out his guilt and at the end they god said ha ha not Kratos couldn't live with his guilt, so he threw himself off a cliff. Spoiler alert. And uh, then the Greek god said, ha ha, not, again. And made <laughs> him the new gods. god of war, heart like slightly against his will. And that felt like the end of his arc. And like the ending said, from that day forth, Kratos oversaw combat all the way to the present day. No backseas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to sit on that throne. He was like, That's what happens. If you kill someone who's got a throne seat, then you got to sit on that throne seat. So yeah. that was on him. So where do you go from there? But you know, I was talk I was playing Bayonetta three recently, and it occurred to me that we don't really play this sort of game for coherent plot. 
No. We're there for the <laughs> spectacle. That's what God of War was yeah. all about. Spectacular fights with the massive uh, godlike entities, and who cares why you're even doing it. So, for like the second game onwards, it was just Kratos is a big violent bastard, and he mm -hmm. destroys everything that's a god, because he's a big violent bastard. Yeah, and this was, uh, like, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Bayonetta. This this predated Bayonetta, and this was kind of after, uh, like, Devil May Cry and, and Onimusha and series like that had gotten off the ground, but this, and Ninja Gaiden's reboot. Uh, but this felt like such a big and bombastic and kind of, like, game of the times, like, with but, the uh, PS2 yeah. and the sort of, like, oh, M-rated games, like GTA sort of opening the floodgates for that. This felt like a big testosterone-fueled, you know, summer action movie. God of War and God of War-like games was like the last big mainstream genre trend before uh, Dark Souls sort of became the next one. Yeah, I would say that's, yeah, that was one of the, probably one of the defining genres of the of that generation, yeah. in that decade even. I was made a joke for a while that there were a lot of games that were just like God of War, but for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, Dante's yeah. Inferno, probably the most uh, egregiously. Yeah. like God of War-esque game, but I'd also put in uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all that immediately leaves to mind. But, uh, yeah, sort of the Western spectacle fighter, almost. That was God of War's thing. Yeah, yeah, and that was a genre that was mostly associated with Japan. Yeah. Um, and so the Dark idea that this... Darksiders you know, as well, thank you, Age of Moons. Yeah, Darksiders, yeah. And the idea that this new, uh, you know, a relatively new Sony internal studio, because this the Santa Monica team, uh, they did, I think it was a launch game for the PS2 called Kinetica, mm. and then, uh, which was like a futuristic sort of racing game, like a Tron-like racing game. And then after that, and and up until this day, they have only done God of War games. The, the, the first trilogy, and then that weird Ascension multiplayer thing. And then um, God of War 2018 and now Ragnarok. So, although they are working on a new IP, that's what the the, the director of God of War 2018 uh, is not the director of this new one. So, but they do after, have two games in yeah. development. But after the like God of War but phase, things crept into the current era, which I would say is the like Uncharted but era, where the mainstream yeah. like story based stuff is yeah mostly like your Last of Us, your your Ghost Train ride games. Mm -hmm. where uh, you, you go down a corridor and there's lots of uh, deep story moments, usually an NPC support character who talks to you the whole time. Uh, lots of like separate, separated out combat arenas where you just do the combat arena, then move on to the next bit. Mm -hmm. And I guess yeah, you can see light, the seeds of that. Light RPG in, crafting, yeah, light character RPG growth crafting. elements. And you can see the seeds of that in a bunch of different genres, because the point of the Ghost Train Ride model is that it's a whole bunch of genres all mushed together to mm -hmm. slightly obnoxious homogeneity. You got a bit of Gears of War in there, you got a bit of God of War in there, you got a bit of uh, Uncharted in there, as I said, with all the platforming that was following on from like the Prince of Persia tradition. So it's everything just sort of smashed together. And if I and if that was uh, that could possibly be the root of my sort of lukewarm feelings towards God of War 4 was that it felt like God of War throwing away its unique identity just become part of the homogenous mass that yeah. was uh, most Sony exclusive games. I feel like the... I, I, I would say that's correct, but I think by the time... So like God of War Ascension, uh, which was that 3.5 game, came out the... I think yeah, just a few, a few months of those. 
Yeah, and there was a couple PSP games, uh, yeah. Ghost of Sparta and Chains of Olympus, which were actually really impressive looking. Like, it was pretty impressive that they were able to take the God of War formula and put it on a handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ascension came out just a few months before uh, The Last of Us, and I think that that was the moment when they saw, like, how, um, I guess, quote-unquote, mature the last of us was compared to ascension which was kind of just spinning its wheels and telling more stories about this fucking dude who accidentally killed his family and is all uh, upset and god forbid we not be mature about things yeah but i think it's i think it's also a sign of like the developers because i think the the leads on these games started off as like dudes in their 20s and 30s and and you had this hyper masculinity in in the god of war games and you had the sex mini games and you had let's take this woman and put her in a cage and then smash her so that we can open our door and then like you know with the last of us you sort of entered this like era of blockbusters with a conscience and i think that's like directly where we got something like the the pivot to 2018 so uh, then that sort of like blockbuster with the conscience attitude sort of shifted into just the sort of misery porn area that i put last of us 2 in yeah, but I mean, I guess Last of Us Two and uh, Plague Tale, which yes, like yes. I think we've we've both said is very feels very much like the Last of Us Part Two. Like I, I don't know if that's going to be. I'm curious if that's going to be a trend or if we just so happen to see it once and then see it again. I think there's a tendency for the desire for maturity to sort of uh, get twisted into the sort of misery porn area Last of Us Two and Plague Tale end up in. Yeah, because uh, I'd, I'd say the same about the Tomb Raider reboots. Because mm-hmm. um, this feeling that you have to be mature and deep, and this misunderstanding that mature and deep means being uh, miserable and uh, realistically reacting to getting hurt all the time. Yeah, I think there's. I think I feel those feel like two separate thoughts to me. Like the the Tomb Raider of it all, of like. If you fail this QTE down a river, you're going to see this fucking, like, branch go through Lara's head, and it's going to be really gnarly, and then Lara's going to break her leg, and she's going to have to reset the bone. Um, like, that feels like one thing, whereas the uh, the way the story in The Last of Us Part Two and even A Plague Tale Requiem went, and I know I, I obviously liked, liked Plague Tale a lot more than you did, um, but they felt like where those stories would naturally go like if the last of us is is about the cycle of violence and hurt people hurting people like it makes sense that it would continue to go there and i'm curious to see how ragnarok handles it because neither of us have played the game i'm sure we'll both be jumping into it but um i feel like my frustration with uh, plague tale and last of us 2 is that it doesn't feel like characters learn anything or change it just feels like one excuse after another for more horrible shit to happen. I mean, half the time, they just sort of randomly stumble into horrible shit, not out of any, like, specific character decision, but just out of some wildly contrived reason. The two characters in, like, the span... Like, how many games are about a character learning? So I guess by the end of, like, The Last of Us Part Two, I would say the characters will learn something, but not, like, along the... Like, they, they come to the end of the game, and then they have their kind of thesis statement and their come to god moment but i don't know that just feels like storytelling in most stories it's, it's not until the end of the journey that the character can look back and, and realize i guess the error of their ways or what they've what they've pulled from the adventure maybe it'd take that bloody time getting there wouldn't they uh they, you, you, they cut do. Quite a, you cut quite a few hours out of both of those games and they and they use their 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 brother's rat powers to uh, kill a whole lot of people on the way yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I wouldn't put God of God of War 2018. So if we want to get to that one, I wouldn't put God of War 2018 in that same uh, in that same boat because I no, think I guess not. I mean, I mean, you're right. The God of War 2018 is sort of interrogating the God of War series before that. Yeah. I just it just doesn't feel like it's any fun anymore. I mean, call me uh, call me an old stick in the mud. I mean, it's felt a lot. I mean, it's. It feels like you take something that's established to be one thing, and then you do something that's a completely different tone, completely different mode within the same uh, universe. And it just seems like maybe you should have just uh, had a different IP on it. I mean, I know we were trying to sell a lot of copies here. Sure, sure. Um, and it did sell a lot. Of, like, I think well, aside yeah. from Spider-Man, God of War 2018 was the best selling of you know, any of the long lines of third-person, first-party action-adventure games from Sony. I mean, it's like how at the start of Resident Evil 6, Chris Redfield shows up again, and he's got this entirely new backstory that isn't related to any of the previous games mm-hmm. <clears throat> that make, basically turned into an entirely new character, the sort of stock, drunken, and uh, jaded uh, veteran soldier character. And in the same way, it just seems like in God of War 4... Kratos has just had this whole bunch of in-betweeny backstory added that makes him an essentially completely different character. I mean, I think that backstory is falling in love and, and fatherhood, right? Like, that's that's kind of what the game's about. We don't see the falling in love because that yeah. happens in, like, the century between the games, and by the time the game starts, she's already dead, and, and the first it's, thing you it's do hard, is It's hard to picture old Kratos falling in love. It's hard to imagine how that courtship played out. I mean, but, maybe he like <laughs> like washed up on the beach after God of War three, and so and like this lady yeah. showed up and said, "Hey, I, I dig scars." Yeah, and Kratos goes, "Well, I got good news for you. <laughs> See all this ash on my body? That's the yeah. ash of my family. I got yeah. scars for days. Yeah, and I've got and I've, there's like a three foot wide hole in my torso. <laughs> um, I think it's I don't know. I I like I like that they can take the I, I mean, I would agree. I do think ultimately having things that are new, uh, I'm always going to be on the side of, man, it'd be cool if you did something new instead of just this thing. Um, however, I do think you can pivot hard in a same universe and and make something that's, that's interesting, and sp- especially if it's something that's interrogating what came before it. I mean, like right now with uh, Star Wars Andor, the show is the most different feeling thing of, of any Star Wars thing probably ever, and it's also probably the best Star Wars thing since the 80s. Um, which might not be saying too much, but uh, you know, I think if you get the right people in there and they have the right ideas, I think you can you can make something that's genuinely surprising and exciting again. And that's what I thought God of War twenty eighteen was because I thought like by the time Ascension rolled around, I was absolutely just sick of the series. I thought that Sony was going to sunset it. Like I thought that they were just never going to bring it out. And then at that E three, I think it was twenty sixteen. Um, you know, they have this live orchestra and you start hearing the music swell up and you start seeing this Norse stuff and then you get the reveal that it's Kratos. Like, I thought it was a really fucking cool reveal. Like, and as someone who was, like, super jaded on God of War, like, that um, that reveal kind of sold me on the direction of the new game and of, you know, Kratos being a father who's terrified of the fact that he might have this this sickness in him for rage and that he might have passed that on to his kid. Like, I think that's a, I think that's, a pretty interesting theme to deal with in, in, in the shadow of a character like what Kratos was in those first four games. I guess. I just feel like that, as I say, uh, the new God of War uh, was just 
moving moving towards you know the center of the pattern where everything else already was and i'm not sure there was much in the gameplay or uh, tone or story that was being explored that wasn't simultaneously being explored by a bunch of other things yeah i mean yeah it did start the trend of like i need to protect this child oh, my child or this child well, figure it, well it didn't start that trend last of us started that oh no no, um, no sorry i meant I, I don't think i meant it started the trend uh oh, right. it joined the trend the serious hairy dad genre as i've called it uh yeah yeah i mean the last of us coming out just a few months uh in the same orbit as uh bioshock infinite i think which also very much the, yeah, the another serious hairy dad game. yeah if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field that's why there's no vape in team when you vape you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yeah. Is that, so, is that, is that, is that, was that just because of uh, game developers aging and mostly becoming I think it's game themselves? I think it is literally game developers having children, yes. We move on that's... from Princess Rescuing to Princess Rescuing, but it's your daughter now, so you can't <laughs> shagger. I think I think that's what, uh, and in some of the games you don't even know it's your daughter, like in uh, Bioshock. I guess spoiler. Spoiler. Sorry, sorry. That's fucking ten years. It's fine. Um, so I, th one thing is I think like the, a lot of folks, and it sounds like you were saying the same thing. Is it's like oh, it, uh, uh, God of War lost its previous heart by forcing it to be a relationship about uh, Kratos and Atreus. But I'm like, this game is still a game where you're just fucking tearing through dudes and just ripping them in half. And I think the combat in God of War 2018 feels really fucking good. I think like what they did with that, with the ax and, and having it come back to you is this incredible feeling thing. And then the twist spoilers, I guess, halfway through the game when you go back home and you get the chains again and then the entire combat system kind of doubles and, and expands like that. Like by the end of God of War, I think the game feels wonderful like, no, I, just the core I, combat. I liked the combat more in the old god of wars i liked I don't know. it more. i don't think i did like i preferred I did. it where the camera zoomed out so you could tell when things were creeping up on your flanks and your back i preferred the satisfying feel of the way you swung things around i preferred getting to fight things like nine times bigger than you i will say one thing that uh I'm curious to see if God of War Ragnarok fixed was that the 2018 game felt like it didn't have in terms of those those like battles and boss battles and stuff the same sense of like scale and grandeur that the PS2 and PS3 games did. Um, There's a lot of like, the God of War 4 that my memory just sort of skips over. I remember you fight a dragon at one point. You do. That's so the dragon and remember. then that early fight like against against Baldur when he comes to your house and, and, and you just yeah beat the that shit goes out on for way too care. bloody long that goes on for a very long time but aside from the dragon like you fight 
variants of trolls a bunch there's like a bunch of bosses that are just big old trolls and it's like a frost troll or a flame troll um and those are pretty underwhelming especially compared to like how memorable like you mentioned the cold open of the original god of war of the hydra or the opening of two with the colossus of Rhodes, or storming the gods on the titans back in three like with like with bayonetta and everything else in that subgenre you were constantly it was constantly upping itself for spectacle and you're constantly like wow and maybe mm-hmm. uh, it was more wow because it was the PS2 and we were still transitioning to what we consider modern graphics. Oh and yeah, and it was like, seen, yeah, it was the real, first time. Like, real, it was crazy how good that real looked. crazy spectacle in games. That was the first time we'd uh, really seen something like that. Yeah, and uh, it's just not special anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I don't want to spoil your bayonetta review but i'm like uh, uh, are there games where spectacle can still wow you like is this less of a individual game's fault and more of a are we just incapable of being wowed that might like, be that, it i mean yeah. certainly bayonetta 3 feels like uh, a flagging of energy just because the series has gone over the top so many times it's hard to yeah. you know keep up with itself what were you talking about recently what game were we talking about where you said they pushed it so far to the edge that, like, how do you even do a sequel? Like, you've you've done everything. Like, what's what's the point of even continuing this? Uh, Saints Row Four. Saints Row Four. Yeah, yeah. That was that was exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, where like they've almost developed themselves into a corner, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, people in the chat saying, uh, yeah. The old God of Wars were spectacular, but they were sort of repeating themselves. As you say, mm-hmm. Ascension was pretty much going through the motions. Yeah. For me, yeah, and I see a bunch of people bringing up uh, Revengeance as one of those last, like, sort of spectacle yeah, fighters that really, like, wowed people in what it does. For me, that's uh, the sign you should probably just drop the IP and do something else. But nothing can die anymore. I mean, it's a little frustrating the way uh, modern mainstream culture f- has to be done through the filter of existing IP. Like, you can't make a, a serious character piece, a serious gritty counterpiece in, like, the mainstream cinema space unless it's about the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Everything's even the Star Wars, Even the Star Wars show I'm talking about, like, yeah, the yeah. guy ultimately wanted to make a show about, like, you know, uh, like, like, uh, colonial, like, English colonialization. And I was like, well, I guess I got to fo- put some fucking robots and aliens in there because I got to get my Disney money. There you go. Everything's yeah. got to be superheroes now. Yeah. And Although, established like, IPs. to be fair, like the story that God of War 2018 is telling kind of needs the... It needs those prior games in order for this story to really hit and to land. Like to see this Kratos who's changed... And you're dropped in media res of him being a changed person, but then it's like, well, is he changed? He still gets angry at his son, but then he mm. he kind of pulls back a little bit, and he's worried about what what you know, like I like I was saying earlier, the sickness he passed on to the kid. Um, and I, I feel like you need the context of those previous games of the like Kratos getting in the hot tub and hitting X to get your health back when you when you bang two women, or then smashing a body in order to fill enough blood to solve a puzzle, like. that stuff needs to exist in order to examine it i guess and in examining it we conclude that it was a lot of fun and i wish we could have more fun these days i don't know i think god of war 2018 is a lot of fun like i think that combat is incredible i think the the story and the writing the performances are 
way better. Not just like the serious stuff and the I know, uh, a lot of what's it feels going on like, my son. A lot of it feels like a slog to me. I remember I liked the uh, headless dude with the Scottish accent. Yeah, yeah and he's probably like the funniest, the bit of levity yes. in there. He was a nice little uh, third wheel for the party yeah. to like uh, diffuse the tension. Yeah. Um, which would be, it would be really awkward to just like have to take all these boat rides with a father and son who are angry at each other. Like I, I, I do not, uh, um, I do not envy that. I just feel like um, I'm done with like things that are too real. I mean, the games that really appeal to me, uh, shit like, you know, the indie stuff like neon white and, mm -hmm. and things, things that, uh, aren't like sort of shackled by this triple A obligation to be, uh, realistic and serious that seems to exist. But I mean, it's not like indie games can't be realistic. Like, look at Spiritfarer. Really yeah. Look at something like Unpacking. Yeah. And it's frustrating that AAA uh, publishers aren't seeing the appeal in that pattern. Have they... Uh, for me, it's always felt like tied to graphics tech for me. Okay. Every console has to, like, uh, have the best graphics tech. And how do you show off your graphics tech? By being as... Showing as realistic graphics as possible and when your when your graphics are as realistic as possible there's this uh, unspoken obligation to be gritty and serious because okay so, all... sorry when you were saying realistic real i thought you meant like dealing with real themes i didn't think you i, I didn't realize you meant well that like well that might come realism. well that might come with it i mean uh you know visual aesthetic informs tone so mm -hmm. uh, ultra realistic graphics begets ultra realistic approaches to um storytelling yeah i mean that is of of all the things you know we 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 talk about uh this how sony sort of feels like a lot of their first party games come from the same mold whether it's the uncharted and last of us or horizon or Tsushima or, or um you know spider-man yeah. or, or this yeah, uh, and part of it yeah. is like all of those are like, even if you're dealing with robot dinosaurs or supervillains in New York, they all do have this sense of photorealism to them that I wish, I wish one of their big budget games was just crazy fucking stylish and out there. And like, you I miss, really hope you miss one Sunset of their Overdrive, I think. I do miss Sunset Overdrive. I was the one who brought it up. I was going to not bring it up. But man, do I miss Sunset Overdrive? Well, you know, I have, I had my problems with Sunset Overdrive, but that's what you're talking about. It was. It was when they knew how to have a bit of fun. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem is when you, you know, we've we've touched on this before with movies and with um, games, is when things start costing hundreds of millions of dollars, you have to kind of play it safe in order to ensure that you get your money back. Um, because if you take a risk, a risk can fall flat and fail. Whereas if you play it safe, at the very least, you know you're going to sell X million amount of copies and probably recoup the development costs. I think it's important to just act with confidence. Like uh, the chat's mentioning Doom Eternal, which is a very good example of a game that's good because it's AAA letting itself, you know, uh, take the restraints off <laughs> and just have fun and just be unapologetic with yeah. just doing what you like. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I guess that is also like a, a having like I don't know, fun. Yeah, fun is a strange word that we don't get in you know AAA what? very you know much what? That's anymore. A good, that's a good word. That unapologetic. Yeah, that's that's is was God of War four? Would you say ultimately an apology for like uh, the God of War up to that point? 
it it felt like it. Yes. Well, there you uh, go. I love the game, but yes, it felt like that. I mean, when when you get this sense that uh, the game feels somehow ashamed of its past, it feels like it's trying to inflict shame upon you for liking its past. And it's not nice to feeling like you're shamed being shamed for liking something. Hey, some people like being shamed, so who are we to shame them? As, well, people like being shamed into paying us money, it turns out. <laughs> did, did we mention we've got some new stretch goals for the oh, do we? drive? Yeah, since we, we made 100%, so we were, we're all going to Wisconsin next spring, yes. and you're all to blame. Yep, and so we're just going to keep adding an extra 10% to our goal uh, until the bar is all the way just off the far right of the screen. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so at the moment, I think uh, the the next stretch goal is that we're all going to get together and do a live game night stream when we're all together. Yes. Maybe we'll play Mario Kart or something, all in yes. beanbags and shit. We're, it's going to be a, game, a beanbags game night. Yeah. <laughs> like cornhole? Is that what you're talking about, beanbags? Like where you throw it in a little the thing with a hole? Is it called cornhole? Did I just I, make that? I, I think cornhole's a different thing, but... Uh... No, yeah, guys, get us to 100%. We're going to be doing a bunch of cornholing in Wisconsin. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll film it. Oh, no. Members only, though. Only for the patrons. <laughs> oh, I'm really, now I'm really worried. Uh, uh, we lost, do also, Damien, we do want to play the Barbie board game. That is true. Lost my train of thought. Now, should we just go to Super Chats? That usually drives discussion pretty well. Yeah, because I think a lot of folks have thoughts about the game, uh, and, and obviously we'll, we'll continue. I, I think it's pretty, pretty easy to see how both of us felt like it, and... Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll circle back around in a few weeks um, once once we both had a chance to play the new game as well. Yeah, not before Sonic, though. Yeah! Oh my yeah. god, I am so excited for Sonic. Holy shit. It looks big and lonely and kind of ugly, and I think it's going to yeah, be great. as I've said many times, I'm really looking forward to it, because either it'll be the thing that makes Sonic work, or it'll really fucking suck, and either yes. way, it'll be fun to review. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Well, we had a couple before we started. Firstly, from the Climate Change Barbarian, who gave thirteen ninety nine Canadian dollars, and says, "I'm. I wanted to just say thanks to Yati for fifteen years of laughs and insight, and cheers to Marty for being a good sport and a champ for my hentai and waifu-related questions for him. Thanks, guys." Oh no. <laughs> I guess I've become the vessel for hentai and waifu questions. You know what? I can handle that. It's like Statue of Liberty. Well, Give us you're your poor. A... You're tired. You're hentied. You're a bearded specky dude in a Hawaiian shirt that you play to a certain image. <laughs> You're a bearded specky dude yes, in a bathrobe. I'm, I'm not in a Hawaiian shirt. That's the You're in a part. bathrobe. That's a whole different connotation. Yeah, people don't associate bathrobes with hentai-liking, waifu-liking dudes. They associate <laughs> Hawaiian shirt to them. I don't know what they associate bathrobes with. People who run the Playboy Mansion, I think. Yeah, or like uh, uh, people have been unemployed for a long time. Well, that's weird because I've been employed for 15 years. I was about to literally just, barbarian just said. <laughs> yeah. Although, what is it about the climate change barbarian's tone in that super chat that makes it feel like a farewell? Like someone's <laughs> last tweet. That well, I've been seeing a lot of last tweets lately. It's like when uh, in Lord of the Rings, when Bilbo gives his little speech and he's like, oh, I must be going. And then he puts a ring on and he's just like, pieces yeah. out from those people. Maybe he can't watch anymore because of fucking daylight savings. And oh it's no! A different hour for some people now. Oh no! Oh god! Yeah, it's been, I don't, I don't the know, kids honey, got works. up so early this morning; it was such a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that'd be particularly terrible if you have kids. Tell me about it. Yeah, you try to you try to explain to your toddler that she can have an extra hour in bed. 
toddlers don't want to spend an extra hour in bed. Toddlers want to no. get up and eat Cheerios. They want to get up and toddle. Yeah, they want to jump about and annoy the fuck out of you for a while. Yep. <sighs> anyway, Justin It for the Men gives five euros and says preemptive call out to fill my ass up. Come at me, come at me, it's the name game. And I then like Justin It for the Men. Fist That's emojis. Nice. Yeah, oh, everyone's no. competing for the silly, uh, silly punny names now. Yeah. You guys are doing great. Hope you're all proud of yourselves. They should be very proud. Eric Cartman gives $5 and says, Hades came a lot closer to what I wanted out of a new God of War game. It feels like God of War 2018 did nothing but make the series more generic. Well, that's what I said. But well, uh, yeah, both, I guess... But Hades is great. Yeah, Hades is good. I mean, I mean, I guess that's kind of what I would like to see from a new installment or something. Sort of the same sort of action, but from an alternative perspective. Like, suddenly yeah. we're start in the underworld and have to climb out of it Ooh, reverse journey yes um reverse but they did like i think moving it to norse mythology i think was ultimately a good idea just because they had kind of it felt it feels well, like unless they did just a full reboot that the well had run dry because kratos well, i think had fucking killed everyone norse is just the other mythology like video games get a lot of mileage out of Greek mythology, and they got a lot mm -hmm. less of mileage out of Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. And that's like the only two mythologies we ever really, you know, check in on with video games. Yeah. The the last two um Assassin's Creed games. Greek and Greek and Norse. There you go. Yeah. I mean, uh, help me out, Dick. Can anyone think of a video game that deals with mythology that isn't Greek or Norse? I guess there's. I guess Dante's Inferno was sort of what you might call Christian mythology. Yeah, there's uh, like Jade Empire dealt with like Chinese mythology. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess some Egyptian stuff. Yeah, there's a couple of Egyptian ones. Assassin's Creed yeah. that as well. Okami oh, with Japanese myth. Oh, man, can we just talk about Okami? What well, that's game? well, that's just Japanese games, isn't it? Japanese that is, that games do Japanese mythology. Yeah, they this they're crazy for it because yeah. that's Japan, isn't it? Every game that's by Japan also sells Japan for some reason. Oh yeah, do you remember Asura's Wrath? I do remember Asura's Wrath. That shit. I was never entirely clear on what that game was. I never played through it myself. I just saw a lot of cutscenes online that seemed to be just quick time event sequences. The almost it felt like the game was like that they someone told them that hey, it's going to be illegal to use QTEs soon, so this is the last game you can make with them even though it never became illegal to use them. And so the game is just a bunch of QTEs, but it's very neat. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, Holy Sock gives five pounds and says, Part of the appeal is seeing their take on myths. I've never been able to really get super into the story. Best part of four was listening to Mimir. Yeah. Well, I guess that was the... That was the uh, the sell for God of War up until God of War 4 was just let's think of some new mythological creatures Kratos hasn't murdered yet yeah you had to start getting some real Greek deep cuts yeah like uh, there was that whole sequence in one of the handheld ones where 
he was fighting a Persian army and they pulled out an Efreet for him to kill. I was like, that's how you, that's how you could do it. Great. Yeah, world, there you go. God of War World Tour. Yeah, exactly. Let's have it be like the level map in uh, Street Fighter 2. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm curious what happens because they've said that this is the end of the North story, the second game. Like, it's not a trilogy, it's just two games. So, oh, um, Christian Mythology's next. Oh my God, he's coming for you, Jesus. Kratos goes to hell, the final Friday. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be great. I would love it. <clears throat> Wesley Thomas gives five Canadian dollars. Says, I remembered way back Yahtzee called Castlevania Lords of Shadow God of War Germanic Mythology Edition. Now we have that exact thing. There you go. Yeah, that was weird. That was almost leaning more into sort of mythic Dark Ages stuff. Sort of Arthurian stuff. Lords of Shadow. Yeah. Castlevania's had a weird time in trying to like figure out what its identity is if it's not 2D. Well, back in the day, they they just put every <clears throat> mythological creature ever in oh, the yeah. games. That was Dracula's yeah. castle. Yeah. Yeah, mythological creatures and, like, movie monsters. Like, yeah. Didn't, didn't care. Anything that was a monster, it was fair game, as far as Castlevania was concerned. Yeah. Uh, Andrew S., member for seven months, just uses their early access member chat to say, prefer loading screens or climbing and slow doors? <sighs> See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's so many games where they disguise loading screens by having you squeeze through narrow passages or open very slow doors fucking love shimmying i love shimmying through a narrow gap in a game you love the shimmying through narrow gaps love it well, i guess it'll, maybe it'd be nice to see a bit more creativity there but i don't know i never really i never really felt like loading screens were some something that massively took away from the game uh, no, especially I feel like now, like especially there's when you, the rare can, cases where one yeah. is so long, like when uh, Bloodborne first launched before it got yeah. pack, uh, patched, like its loading screen was like 90 seconds long and you die a lot yeah. in that game. So that wasn't great. I'm over seamless game worlds. I don't think there was anything wrong with a level by level setup. Like a little map screen yeah. showing we're going to this pit now. I mean, map screens haven't been around. I mean, well, fact, uh, wait, like in Indiana Jones, like just superimpose like a map and then. Yeah, the yeah. And the fact that it. we all know that shimmying down cracks or slow doors is a loading screen sort of yeah. removes the disguise element. It doesn't yeah. feel seamless anymore. It's like, oh, guess we're loading now. So you might as well just do like the loading map screen. Because otherwise yeah. it feels like it feels like they're trying to trick us and we're all too savvy for it now. And then, but they keep trying to trick us and they're like, okay, now you're just insulting our intelligence with this shit. We fucking know it's yeah. loading. Just put up a fucking I mean, bar and a little icon that goes round and around. So, yeah, God of War, the 2018, famously, like, they tried to push that to the limit by having it be one uninterrupted shot. So, like, cutscenes didn't cut back and forth between characters' faces or anything. You know, the, yeah. the, in theory, the camera never cut, even though there are plenty of... Um, secret cuts in there and like we mentioned sort of the loading screens whether you're shimmying through something yeah. or also on the bifrost yeah. and a bright light appears and also one unbroken cut isn't as impressive in video games as it is in movies uh this is true yeah you're not dealing with the logistics of of yeah <laughs> hundreds of actors uh john connor member for nine months welcome to tip jar uh, back in Nam, gave us four ninety nine and says, "My mom taught math and loves your Galaxy series. What math swear is your favorite? And will leave the Galaxy have any new math terms?" Math oh, yes, swear. This, yeah, this is my. We'll save the Galaxy for food books. Okay. In which characters use mathematical terms as swear words? Okay. 
there's a some backstory behind that, but it's not that important. So they say plying to mean multiplying instead of fucking. Okay, I like that. They say doint to mean decimal point instead of like, you know, as a generic uh, insult. Look at this fucking doint. <laughs> and uh, occasionally if things, when things get really bad, someone will say calculus. <laughs> and I think in the well, second book, there was a line of dialogue where someone said, we are beyond calculus. We are in the area of differential geometry right now. That means things I think are that's, fubar. That's probably my favorite one so far. Where did, where did the idea for that come from? I guess where the idea is well the main like thrust of the like the main drive of the narrative of the series has been the there's all these space heroes have been made redundant by the invention of teleportation mm. and the space heroes don't understand much but they do understand that applied mathematics was involved somehow yeah in the, in the invention of teleportation gotcha and gotcha so it became a, a sort of we're going to reclaim mathematics as a swear word thing I like it that's really funny uh, the dogmatic director member for seven months in bonus content it says god of war 4 story beats felt earned whereas last of us 2's purposefully went back to the start as abby just as abby just to make you feel bad about stuff the game made you do yeah it's one of many uh things i disliked about the last of us 2 there thanks for reminding me i i don't i, I don't get the like I, while I agreed earlier that God of War 2018 felt like it, it was in direct conversation with the earlier games, I don't think at any point I've never felt bad for enjoying the previous things. I never felt bad for what I was doing in The Last of Us Part Two. Like, I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's maybe I separate myself from characters and games a lot. Um, but That's possible. I, I don't feel like it's a. It, it was ever an indictment on me. I remember the first time I saw like the big twist in Silent Hill Two. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much like that I felt bad, it was that I felt new feelings about this character I'd been identifying with this whole time. I was like, oh, what yeah. did you do? What have you done yeah. now, you big asshole? I was, I, I thought we were pals. I thought we were <laughs> sharing a headspace there, and now you've gone and done something like that. Yeah. yeah. Same thing Spec Ops The Line plays with. It's the player protagonist disconnect that gets people. Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of Silent Hill 2, in our in our weekly editors meeting this morning, uh, mm -hmm. editor Matt, who edits uh, Extra Punctuation, was gushing about Signalis and saying oh, yes. that anyone, anyone who likes uh, the old Resident Evil or Silent Hill games should check that out. Have you gotten a chance to check that out yet? I've played through a fair bit of it. And okay. yeah, I think it, it would remind a lot of people of Silent Hill 2 mm -hmm. in that it basically is Silent Hill 2, except well, with a, more of a cyberpunk setting. Yeah. I mean, it literally has exactly the same save points, like a red square like a lot of on, a, on no. a monitor, and you click okay. on it, and the screen like fades red with a scary noise, oh, and you pick your save file. As I said before, it feels less like paying homage to Silent Hill 2, it just feels like the developers have only ever played one video game, and they just that's just how they assume all video games are made. Like, it copies even like the sound effect for picking stuff up. That sounds great. I, I'm going to be honest, if you've only played one video game, that's a pretty decent one to play. I suppose. And when I like couldn't afford very many video games, I'd have to see a lot of very positive reviews for a game before I consider buying it. Yeah. Uh, Pliskin, member of 28 months in early access, says, Shame God of War didn't try to revive its genre like DMC5. Yeah, uh, that was that's yeah. the case. Like the DMC5 is sort of <clears throat> taking things back to the pre-reboot. Devil May Cry games. It, that, that's a weird step to make. 
Yeah, it was because the reboot, a lot of people got mad at it, which in hindsight, I think the reboot was great. Um, I also, I don't know, I do think the, I do think the combat's, I think the combat in, in 2018 is really good. I like how the axe feels, I like how the Blades of Chaos feel. I don't know, maybe I'm alone in that. Also, I think you missed one by John Connor. Did you see that? Uh, John Connor gives five Canadian dollars and says, what do you boys think would be the product of a big developer being bought out by Elon Musk? Well, I think the result of that would that big developer not being around for very much longer if uh, it follows the pattern of everything else. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, not not great, John. Not great. It's a, it's a, you know it's a shame Elon Musk is taking all the attention from all the other bastard billionaires in the world. Maybe like, this is, maybe that's know. the secret plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah look past like, the look look past the court jester. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wolfenstein member for six months in early access says God of War, but not God of War at all. Thank you, Wolfenstein. Uh, was that in reference to 2018's God of War is not a God of I, War at all? I guess. Oh. Uh, Dylan Dylan Kuntz gives $9.99 and says God of War 2018 is a decent game. It's not great, but it's also not terrible. The only reason it's debated is because of the history of the series. Without the branding, it's kind of forgettable. Uh, Dylan, yeah. I think the reason it's debated is because it got fucking tens in one games of the year. Like, <laughs> I think that's the reason every, every people talk about it. How, but how do you feel about it in retrospect? Oh, I just replayed I just finished replaying it. It's fucking great. <laughs> like, okay. I had such a good time replaying it. Okay. Like, well, I, I wrapped up, I wrapped up, uh, I think yesterday. It's wonderful. Well, okay. maybe you just need higher standards. I think highest, I do. You need I higher think, standards than Dylan Cunt. I think I think that's the difference between Mr. Cunt and myself. Okay. Uh, Scavenger gives ten dollars and says it felt like God of War eighteen tried to redeem Kratos. You can't redeem Kratos. You can only be forgiven by those you wronged, not a proxy. And Kratos wronged tons. Otherwise, it's just ignoring past karma. I mean, he can't be forgiven by those he wronged because they're all dead. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> every the, that's single the one issue. of them is dead. I think uh, you're just Kratos, just supposed to be stewing in his own guilt for a few years. And, yeah, uh, but I think ultimately he wanted to do. You know, if you do a little bit of good, maybe you can can wash away some of that karmic debt. And his hope was was raising a child who doesn't grow up to be the harbinger of Ragnarok. Was that thing? But oops, fuck that one up. I'm not sure to what degree you were supposed to sympathize with Kratos in God of War 18? Because, you know, yeah. he's, he's sort of like a big solid brick wall of a character. He is. He even gets that dad body, even starts to look like a solid brick wall. Yeah. Almost feels more like the kids' show, you know? Like he's just this big rock in the middle of a stream that's just always going to do the same thing. Yeah, and I think like the, the thing with real character to it is Atreus, and so you sort of look at that relationship and how the yeah how Kratos's actions impact the kid and how the kids actions impact Kratos and all that jazz <clears throat> uh back in Nam gives 499 and says God of War but it's first person and on the flip side Doom in third person well that would probably be very annoying because first person melee focused combat often is yeah back oh in my Nam. god yeah you can't see what's going on behind you I, thought, I forgot that the person's name was back in Nam, and I thought you were saying that first person melee combat is annoying back in Nam. Like... Well, I imagine it was pretty annoying back in Nam, <laughs> being 
bayoneted by uh, by the Viet Cong probably was uh, probably yep. the sort of thing that would really put a crimp on your day. Yeah, probably not great. I'm gonna be honest. Probably not great. Uh, Doom third person. Uh, no, I don't think I would want that. I think no. I do not think I would want that. No, it's hard to aim. In third it makes person. me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Hunter Road gives ten dollars and says, "I remember someone calling the video game protagonist of this era sad murder dads, and that phrase mm-hmm. always gives me a chuckle." Yeah, as I said, they're like the serious hairy dad game. Mm-hmm. A lot of sad murder dads. Lots of sad murdering going on. And then there's then you have like uh, the post-hairy dad games, your Tomb Raider reboot, your Plague Tale, where now mm. it's the daughter who the hairy dad was escorting in the last phase of game storytelling Yeah, being the sad murder person. So how do you, how do you follow that up? Murder moms? Murder younger brother. Murder younger brother. You yeah. just want to kill the kid from... Yeah, exactly. Out. It just <laughs> needs to flip gender from each generation. There you go. Uh, Chaos Slayer gives £179 and says, Evening from the UK, gents. Here's some money. Thanks very much, Chaos Slayer. Thank you, Chaos Slayer. Agent Moon 7, member for five months in early access, says, I think Frost's recent cold take is relevant here. Uh, this cold is Frost's take. new experimental series that we're doing. It is, yeah. The video is now live for members. You could check that out. And uh, I believe the title is "Why I Don't Play Good Games." I haven't, I haven't seen that. Pretty, it's pretty good. Highly recommend it. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Dylan Kuntz comes back with 499 and says, We really need more new IP in AAA. A lot of games are only talked about because they have a brand slapped on the cover. Agreed. Yeah, there seems to be like every few years, there's just like one year where there'll be a bunch of new IPs. Mm-hmm. Like the year Mirror's Edge came out had a bunch of other things as well. Yeah. And there was, and there was a year, I'm not sure it should count because this, this is all like existing IPs, but it was the year Alien Isolation came out. We also had Shadow, Shadow of War, uh, or Shadow of Mordor rather, and there were mm-hmm. a bunch of other things. And they were like movie times, but they were new to video games. Yeah. My thing is more. People always say we need new IPs, and I, I guess I agree with that. I think we just ultimately need new ideas and a freshening up, and I think you can do that within an IP. I think God of War 2018 does that somewhat. I think a game like Breath of the Wild does that incredibly. Um, when, you, when it, you saddle a new IP with a whole bunch of existing baggage of the of prior games, it can alienate people. Like people feel like they can't get into Marvel movies anymore because there's so many they haven't seen. This is true. Yeah. I think that is that is a problem with all, a lot of media. I think is feeling like you need to do homework before you can experience something. Yeah, because homework's for nerds. Uh, Bag of decks, member for seven months in early access, says was blown away by the end of side quest. Lamau two. Thank yeah, you I, uh, so much, Bag of decks. I caught the end of side quest when the members only video came up. It ends on a bit of a bloodbath. It's fine. Don't it's want fine. to spoil anything for the non-members. It's fine. What could, what could possibly go wrong? Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah so not much, much yeah. chance of the side quest team overshadowing the uh, the mainline team. Hey, turns out. Hey, I resemble that remark. 
Also, there's a rap at the end of side quest. Yeah, did you expect that? I bet you didn't expect that. No, I wasn't expecting that. Now I feel like we're going to have to think of something to top that in the mainline yeah. series. Yeah, how many raps do you guys got? You guys have well, zero I'm, raps. I don't rap. I could sing uh, My Way, maybe, at the end. The Limp Bizkit song? No, the good one. <laughs> okay, I was, I was just checking. Oh, that's that could be another one of our stretch goals, is uh, a talent show in Milwaukee. There you go. Yeah, Jack can do can dress up in his clown uniform. Casey could do a step routine. I close my eyes and I drift away. That just sounds like blue velvet, though. Uh, Dylan Kuntz gives four ninety nine and says, "Yes, we do like the fin dom you guys provide." Well, we made a we made the target now. I'm done fin doming. Or are we? You you filth you filthy bastards. Yeah, you're not you're not really trying. I thought I did good there. Uh, BS Marsh gives one ninety nine says nice work on side quest epic ending. Thank you so yes. much, BS Marsh. Lots of people like their side quest. Yeah, no one's talking about the ending of uh, your show. That's that's kind of funny. Well, it hasn't ended yet, has it? This is also true. <laughs> this is also true. Five more episodes coming soon. Kid Barchetta gives two dollars and says, "Did you like Blasphemous and or Vampire Bloodlines?" That is, that's a weird pairing. Those are yeah. Yeah, the... <laughs> I didn't see through Blasphemous. I kind of went off it because you know. Same. I think it was going for all this like the gritty souls like thing, but in gameplay terms, it felt like you know one of those cutesy sixteen bit mascot platformers with things yeah. that drip regularly drip down and moving platforms. It just all felt a bit silly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was visually impressive. Yeah. In terms of the the, the, the wide swath of, of 2D Souls likes or whatever, I, I, I think it. Yeah, it had a unique uh, it had a unique visual theming, if that's your thing. Mm. Vampire Bloodlines, it's okay. Sort of falls apart towards the end. Combat gets a bit sticky, and also it's very very buggy. But you know, it's a well written game. Vampire Bloodlines. Yeah, I'm bad at uh, keeping all the the vampire games. Um... Because there's like one that's been in development hell for a long time. Well, that could be Bloodlines too. I think that's Bloodlines too. Yeah, that might be the one. Yeah. Uh, Gregor, uh, foreign surname. I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Gives five euros and says, "God of War 2018 was my first game of the series that I enjoyed. I just like the more redemption arc of Kratos trying to be a better father." Cheers. But that's the redemption arc for every hairy dad game, isn't it? Realizing they have to step up and be the dad they were always meant to be. Okay, you're making it sound like there's a million Harry Dad games. There's like four. That's a th well, considering there's only like five major AAA games out come out in a year these days. <laughs> that's that's quite we a get, lot. We get one Harry Father per year. Uh, that 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 that's also a good point. Michnikovsky. Michnikovsky. I'm gonna go with that. For the surface, that's their name there. That was beautiful. Uh, Chaos Slayer gives one seventy nine pounds and says, "Looking super casual, yards. You too, Marty." Hey, is that an is that like a backhanded insult? I I just rolled out of bed. <laughs> I've been awake so many hours. I don't like it. I want to go to bed. Also, Toffee likes the bathrobe because it gives him something to hide in. Yeah. So this is that's that's a Toffee approved garment. Uh, Leonard Psychobike 
gives five euros and says the architect of the Iran-Contra affair, Oliver North, plays himself in COD Spec Ops 2 and the mastermind of Watergate played a guest role in Miami Vice. Okay. Wait. Okay. COD Black Ops 2, I'm assuming, not Spec Ops, because that's not... Oh, big. yes, yes. Uh, and the mastermind of Watergate? I don't, I don't know what's happening. I remember there was the one Call of Duty game, the Cold War one, where Ronald Reagan gave you your mission briefing. That was that was a strange thing to exist. Yeah. yeah Did you play I... the new Call of Duty campaign? Do you do you have any interest in those? Modern Warfare Two? Yes. No, I've been more interested in Bayonetta and Sonic Frontiers for the last couple of weeks. Let so I don't you, see it fitting into level. the I don't see it fitting into the schedule at any point before the end of the year. There's one level where you get to wander around Amsterdam. It's beautiful. It's like the best looking thing I've ever seen in a game. I think the campaign's pretty forgettable, but okay. I just want that level where you wander around Amsterdam and you don't even have to pull out a gun. I just want a game where I walk around Amsterdam. Let the Call of Duty team have make that. Have you tried going to Amsterdam? I've been there. Let me tell you, it was great. And the second best thing, playing this level. Well, why settle for second best? Because the seventy dollars to buy that game. Also, man, I spent seventy dollars on that game. That was a that was a bonehead move. You were pretty part. big on the virtual tourism aspect of uh, Ghostwire Tokyo as well, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's like an untapped potential in games. And uh, Ghostwire, um, I, I guess I was doing it a lot during the the pandemic as well. But now I can actually go places, so that's just on me. Yeah. So why not just go to places instead of expecting a bunch of developers to recreate it for your lazy ass. Because Nick keeps making me be on all these fucking streams and they just don't end and I get to the weekend and I think they're done but it turns out the streams just started again on Monday. Like, oh yeah, you got, this, this got, another one, got another one later today, haven't we? This is great. We gotta go to space in like two hours. This is never gonna yeah. end. Hope you've been reading up on how to be a scientist for the next one. I watched the video. I... I'm gonna I'm gonna be such a good scientist. Okay. Also, I felt like I was called out there when Jack sent a message to the two of us and said, "Hey Marty, here's a video on how to be a scientist." Because so I'm like, I thought I was doing just fine. Well, uh, considering my, all those considering all those big old spaceship punch ups, I barely scraped us out of. Apparently, I was doing a pretty good job as a pilot. You were doing a good job as a pilot. I mean, we had that massive bomb there that no, no one thought to use all the time we were having a combats and getting our asses kicked. I think we need to learn yeah. to use that biscuit bomb in the future. That doesn't sound something a scientist should do. That sounds like something a captain should do. This is something fucking Jack should look up. Captain well, I, Jack. That well, is your I'm real the name. pilot. I need to be like doing evasive action and shit. You're you, doing great. You, I got no complaints against you. You and Jack need to launch that biscuit bomb together. <laughs> fucking biscuit bomb. We should have just been pirates with, like, guns. This whole biscuit thing was a terrible idea. Anyway, Benjamin Cook gives five pounds and says, I'd be down for God of War traveling to different cultures to fight their gods. Yeah, well, play that one where you fight an Ifrit, then. There you go. Also, they, all, they did that with Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll uh, do Zoroastrianism next. That would be great. Camja Ninja gives $5 and says, Is there another example of a franchise apologizing for its previous games? I can only think of Spec Ops The Line, and that's just on a technicality. Yeah, I don't really consider that part of the Spec Ops series. Yeah, I think most people don't even realize Spec Ops is a series. Um, um, the Tomb Raider reboots, maybe? Yeah, I would say the, the sort of, it, it, it shies very far away from the sexualization of, of Lara that was so heavy in the original she games. She wasn't 
that sexualized. She was just, you know, a fun, bouncy, like. All the ads had her, like, out of the shower, just wrapped in a towel. Like, the whole thing was them leaning into, like, is there a nude code? Well, most most of the time, ads are done by a different company to the developers. I think the developers signed off on it. I think you're defending a bunch of horn dogs from the UK. There's nothing wrong with liking nice pair of jubblies. No jumblies here. We only have one jumbly. It's the name of our ship. Nobody, nobody objects to bayonetta swarming about the place with that bum hanging out. Because you know it's fun. It can just be fun. Remember that. Okay, fun. so well, okay, so can if God of War Ragnarok had Kratos just hanging brain for a bunch of it, would you be fine with that? Would that bring back the fun? If it was done in a fun context, yes. Okay. Like. Uh, if they play like like slide slide whistles on the soundtrack every time he swings from left to right, <laughs> I would love that. That'd be incredible. Anyway, uh, Goku Sond BZ gives two dollars and says favorite part of the game the Valkyrie fights. Okay, those were really good. Those Thanks were really for the good. contribution. Those were great fights. Those were great fights, and that's a great that's a, a great comment, and I agree. Uh, the dogmatic director gives two dollars and says favorite math insult is calling someone a bracket. Yeah, that's another of the standard insults in my Galaxy of Food books. I like, I like Bracket, that well. sort of the equivalent of bastard. Mm-hmm. So you'd call someone a plying bracket who's full of track, which is short for subtraction. <clears throat> Lost my place again. Oh, we're at the Joe Man. A big $20. It's a, a, a heavy, uh, uh, a big roller. Oh, blimey. Heavy roller. Oh, there it is. The Joe Man gives $20, as you say, to say, cheers from the ancient home of the underdogs days. Username Mix and Mojo. Oh, hey, I remember you. Looking forward to SS Vagabond. Been playing your games on release through the years, and Fantabulous Wonderment was my favourite. Awesome to see your continued success. Well, nice to see you, uh, Mix and Mojo. I used to hang oh, out on the community nice. forum at the home of the underdogs abandonware site. What is that? And I have it, no idea what that is. It's an old abandonware site that had a bunch of different abandonware with reviews on it. Okay. And I used to be part of that little community. Oh, that's neat. That before I became internet famous. Yes, Starstruck Vagabond still underway. I'm working on uh, the little character stories you get as you develop your relationship with the character, persona style. <gasps> Why would yeah, yeah, you could have a waifu in my game if you want. Incredible. Omrao gave us four ninety nine dollars. Says, how many hours to complete Persona 5? I'm on the train and I can't get Love. off. Please send help. Also, who do you waifu? Uh, if, if you're playing Royal, it's it's like over 100. Yeah, yeah, it's um, like 120. I, ended, yeah. I clocked up. Uh, and I waifu'd Makoto, but that was more out of, you know... It wasn't because I was like deliberately pursuing anyone. I just sort of fell into that. You just you just like uh, you liked her sick motorcycle. Um, I guess. I'm on a tr- and then they say I'm on a training, can't get off. Do you think that's in real life, or do you think that's like in the game? How you uh, early on you get super lost in Shibuya maybe, Station? Yeah, maybe he's lost in mementos. Yeah, yeah, that's I, like I the train. You. The train is on the train tracks. Also, I'm route. There's no wrong. There's no wrong choice when it comes to waifus, except Futaba, because that's kind of weird. Yeah. Aside, yeah. aside from that. Yeah, don't waifu Futaba. <laughs> you know, she, in the original Japanese, she's like 15 or something. Yeah. 
Jonathan Grover gives 499 says for what it's worth my partner is a child psychiatrist and loves the way Atreus' development is handled also DMC Devil May Cry is better than DMC5 no diff controversial well opinions there said well said here here uh, Goku Sond BZ gives two dollars and says will you be reviewing the Entropy Center Yate I keep hearing that name popping up the last few days I'm not sure what it is uh, first, it's like a portal-like first-person puzzle game oh. with some goofs. Been a while since I've had one of those. Yeah, it's something. I think it's all about like uh, time travel or some shit. Yeah, there was a trend for a cross, while cross for, for portal-like games. Like, um, what was it? Well, there was a few. Yeah, there were Talos Principle. Yeah, there was first Quantum person. Quantum Conundrum. Yeah, that sort of thing. First-person puzzlers. Yeah. Cage Monster gives 125 MX dollars, Mexican possibly, to say, have not played God of War 2018, in all caps. Buy or not buy. I read that in Kratos' voice. Boy, have not played 20 God of War 2018. Do you think, um, uh, do you, think you need the background to enjoy God of War Ragnarok this week? Uh, I guess so. Probably, yeah. It feels like it's very much like a part two in the same way that the last one's part two was. Uh, God of War 2018 is also probably pretty cheap, and it's on PC, so you can play on PC now, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Finally. Yeah. But uh, if you preferred the original God of Wars, yeah, might be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Wodgetech gives $5 and says, first time watching live, you guys are great. What games would you say have the best combat? Wow. Uh, I guess I'll say the Batman Arkham games. Nick was just shit-talking the combat in the Arkham games the other day, which I found insane. What, like in well, Monkey Island? Where the combat system is just shit-talking. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, Nick was saying that he liked the combat in Gotham Knights better than in Arkham Knights. Oh, yeah, I remember him saying that. Yeah. What an idiot. He's been put in a home. A home for people with weird opinions. Uh, I like the. I really like the combat in uh, Revengeance. Um, mm. I really like the combat as aforementioned in uh, DMC. Um, oh, Nick takes it back after playing a few more hours, so that's good. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Vanquish does a great job of mixing melee and and, mm. and ranged combat. And there you go. There you go. That's it. That's all. Uh, the games. There's a there's a few. Yeah. Uh. I always quite like the melee combat in the Condemned games, where you just yeah. absolutely smack the shit out of people with a bit of lump, big lump of wood and see teeth flying out, and it's got like real impact and uh, visceral feel to it. Yeah, that's that's one of the I think the rare games that does first person melee really well. That's the that was the first uh, game I remember where the melee didn't just feel like a zero range projectile. Mm -hmm. Like in Half Life, you just do the swing the crowbar animation and the thing directly in front of you gains a bullet hole yeah and it's basically just a zero range bullet but in condemned it actually feels like you're swinging something and smashing the shit out of some poor bastard's face well anyway uh john connor gives five dollars and says what cultures mythos would you want to see more of in games to be i enjoyed raji's use of indian myth that was a yeah that was an indie game that came out um if done well, I think there's a lot of uh, Native American stuff yeah, you can do. Australian but Aborigine like... stuff. Yeah, maybe. yeah. South American, like Aztec and Inca. Give me, um, give me a game about some nice Canadians. <laughs> nice Canadians. Regular Canadians. 
Yeah, just regular the, nice Canadians. The myth of the American dream. That's yeah. just GTA 4, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Uh, BS Mark is 199 says, Amy has an incredible singing voice. Problem solved. Yeah, all right. Oh, we'll, do a, we'll do a duet. There you go. At the end of uh, season two. <laughs> uh, Lampy gives two pounds and says, say hi to Twitch chat. We feel forgotten. Hi, Twitch yeah, apparently, chat. Apparently this was live on Twitch the whole time. Oh, are we on Twitch? Shit. We are. I no even... one, I, I looked through when I saw Lampy's message and no one has like given any money or anything, but okay. they're all just sort of like being perverts over there. Not like actual well, perverts, but just well, that's like, That's Twitch for you. Kind of perverted. My Mr. Mr. Who's the boss gives two euros and says, just commenting to insult EA as electronic arse. Ooh, oh, what a caustic, satirical <laughs> bite that was, Mr. Who's the <laughs> they boss. They didn't do anything. They didn't even know, part of this conversation. They'll know better than to show their face around these parts after that burn. Uh, Obi I'm sorry. I'm, I'm excited because uh, there's going to be a couple of EA games I'm looking forward to. Dead Space Remake, that looks nice and spooky, and then Jedi Survivor. Which Jedi Fallen Order was directed by the director of God of War Three, uh, Stig uh, Osmussen. There you oh, go. Who, a little fun oh, fact for you. Oh, okay, who cares? Uh, I, Obi I bet one person cares. Obi Wan Dahomey doesn't care. He gives one ninety nine oh, no. to say, "Take my dinero, Yati, you big hairy dad." <laughs> I am all three <laughs> of those things. You are a big hairy dad. Meister Kleister Heist Air gives five euros, says, I enjoyed the boss fights in the recent God of War, however, I couldn't really get into any of the stuff between bosses. Yeah, like I say, there's a lot of that game I don't really remember, because it was just walking down the next passage through the little thin crack in the wall. Mm, yeah. You, uh, you, there was the big, there was the world serpent, remember? You went inside him at one point. Well, I only remember it now you've mentioned it. I remember yeah. there was that lady who was, who was bald as mum. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Uh, my well, it wasn't a well. It was already spoiled for me because I happened to know Norse mythology. Oh, humble brag. Yeah, so I knew exactly who Baldur's mum was. I knew exactly how Baldur was going to die. Like a little, and, was like a fig. And, yeah, and it was a mistletoe sprig. And mm. uh, in knowing that, I also knew who Atreus would be revealed to be, because I also knew who the murderer of Baldur was in Norse mythology. Dun, dun, dun. Study things, kids. They can make you feel smug when you review games about mythology. <laughs> or history, for example. You play an Assassin's Creed uh, game and goes, Oh, I know who Herodotus is. I feel included. You know who both of these is? I see your little worm dangling on your little hook. I am I not that, going I to I stole that one from chat. They, they tricked Jesse and Casey in their God of War stream oh. with that. Well, pity did. I'm too educated for that. <laughs> See, we don't need a streaming series where you need to learn about uh, Greek mythology. I need to learn how to be humble. Humble about my massive intelligence. My mm, massive I think... does crosswords for fun intelligence. Mm -hmm. I think you, you fucked up being humble right there when you said that. Well, there you go. That's why I said <laughs> I, I, need, I need humbling lessons. That's why I play really <gasps> hard what, games. That's what we'll turn this podcast into. A humbling lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I'll teach you. 
Oh, so Looking far, it's interested in me humbling the chat over the last few weeks. That's true. M yeah. MKMQ gives £10 and says, I didn't like God of War 2018. Enemies had little variety and were so spongy it made the combat repetitive. Also, Kratos is a literal god, but struggles to kill Draugr just because they're one or two levels above him. Well, that's the inherent, you know, thematic issue with leveling systems. I mean, it doesn't really make sense that any random thug in Gotham Knights should be able to beat up Nightwing just because they're level 26 and Nightwing is level 8. Yeah. It's just sort of an yeah, I mean, that's just games. The format, really. That's just games. Yeah, you kind of have to let that slide. Memo51x gives 1,000 CLPs to say, I hope other God of War clones are revived for the lols. Well, like Dante's Inferno. Do you want to bring that one back? So you can finally do the uh, the teased sequel set in Purgatory. Oh, was there a sequel tease at the end of it? I guess every Yeah, you remember? There's another thing I knew because I'm educated. At the end of uh, Dante's Inferno, he like comes to the surface and he sees a big tower in the distance, and I go, "Oh, that's Purgatorio." So I guess we're gonna the next game's gonna be Purgatory. Man, Dante's but, making but there never sick was, money off those. But there never was another game. No, that's because uh, it was bad. Well, yes. Nick, Nick just went back recently and replayed it. I think you enjoyed. I, it. I don't. I don't think it's bad. I think there's some parts of it that hold up pretty well, but uh, not the writing. Writing's shite, and it's slightly embarrassing to hear people like reciting the dialogue. But you know, it's got some really solid imagery in there. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of great nudity. Yeah, if you like your titties. Maybe they need to bring out a Dante's Inferno game that apologizes for all the titties in the first one. How about that? Dante's wandering through purgatory and he's just like, I am so yeah. sorry about everything in that last one. Yeah, it's just putting sweaters on all the angels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harry's son, 94, gives $5. A dollars and says, I think God of War 2018 is the only cinematic PlayStation exclusive with truly stimulating gameplay. Greetings from Australia. Keep up the great content, guys. Um, okay. I thought Spider Man had nice gameplay. I like when you flip. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Horizon's like never done it for me. Same. And I feel like I should, I should like it. I like dinosaurs. I like robots. It just feels like a bit, it always feels like kind of a slog. Fighting the dinosaurs yeah. in those games. Yeah. Uh, Shai Hulud says Death Stranding. Uh, I don't count Death Stranding. I mean, Death Stranding was a PlayStation exclusive, but that wasn't a first-party game, so I wouldn't count that. So not what I'd call stimulating, gameplay-wise. <laughs> All my boxes fell. It's great. Uh, Scavenger gives $5 and says, Game pitch. God of War meets Stardew Valley. Move to a farm, meet the wife, set up a farm, travel to the underworld to free souls you sent down, go fishing. Well, they should have made you know, a mobile tie-in where it was when stuff was going on nice at the farm. I think there's a few indie games that pretty much like what you describe. I mean, it's I'd say where, like, the sort of like the dual gameplay thing, sort of like Domekeeper or Persona even, where you have uh, the day-to-day -day, uh, work in the job thing, and then you have to fight off monsters at night. Yeah, yeah. There was the one where you were like the, the what was it called, Moon Moonlighter, where you like ran the shop? Yeah, yeah. You know. I think it's a it's it's a solid gameplay model because, as I said in my Persona Extra Punctuation, I find it appealing when you've got like a dual gameplay style where you can use one of the gameplays to take a break from the other. 
Mm-hmm. But then doing well in one fa- side of it impacts yeah, you positively in the other side. Yeah, that's the other important thing, because otherwise you might as well just play two different games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kleister Heist AR gives two euros. It says, stretch goal ideas, Gabe and Rich Evans as guests. Uh, that's not going to happen. Although Let's if you just get us to right 15,000, who knows? Well, My new thing is just going to be lying to them. Well, it's gonna, well. Maybe we'll meet Rich Evans, but it's entirely up to the up to him, not up to whether yeah. or not you pay us. Yeah, he's not a prostitute. Also, uh, Gabriel's that's... busy in Australia, so we're definitely gotcha. not flying him out. Gotcha. Only one Australian allowed. Yeah. In well, I guess we could time. squeeze him into Amy's suitcase. <laughs> Spawn freak gives one ninety nine and says, "Bad dad Kratos greater than sad dad Kratos." See? Oh, wait. No, that's the opposite of what I thought. Never mind. I take okay. back my C spawn freak. Do not see. Are bad dads sorry, better than sad dads? Sound off in the comments below. Yes. Uh, David of the Port gives £4.49. Says, credit to Platinum for your list f- for your list of favorite combat games, Marty. Or just Kamiya, yeah. maybe. Yeah, a lot of those were Kamiya, I realize. Um, yeah. he's, he's just really good at it. He's just really good at it. Do you like Bayonetta? Bayonetta is one I've never I've never gotten crazy about Bayonetta. Um, oh. I have like no desire I, to play Bayonetta. I free. find Bayonetta one of the more accessible platinum games combat systems, just because if you just can figure out how to dodge just before the attack, you're pretty much sitting yeah. pretty for most of the game. Well, that's good. Because everything else you can just button mash. Yeah. <clears throat> Even more so in the new one, because you know they've got this whole dimension to combat where you summon giant monsters to fight for you. That did look so neat. just. Uh, so it's actually quite a bit easier because of that. Cornish Cream T07 gives five pounds and says, "Does Ico fit into the Hairy Dad game successors? You escort someone and murder things? Not really. No, so. That's still you like murder things. You just hit things with a stick until they go away. Yeah, that's sort of an anomaly in the princess rescuing genre. In that the princess has to stick around. It isn't just there at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say the three." Uh... Eco Shadow of the Colossus and uh, the Last Guardian very much carve their own paths. Um, yeah, that's not really for better or worse in the hairy dad vein at all. Yeah, and yeah, obviously, we, as you see with on, games like yeah, oh god, they all focus on a kid escorting something, escorting or you know having to work alongside something vastly more powerful than him. Mm-hmm. What shadow is that? A horse. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, well, I miss yeah. I miss them making games. It was nice when they were making games. We'd get like one game a generation. Would be well, yeah, nice. it took them like in uh, million years to make the last yeah. guy and everyone immediately forgot about it, didn't they? Yeah, I want to re- revisit that. Uh, I just remember that, I remember that bird dog being a real pain in the ass. Sort of thing that could really make you lose faith in your own ability if you. This is true. Spend ages to make it, and then no one cares. That might happen if no one ends up caring about Starstruck Vagabond. If I didn't oh, have no. such a massive ego. Yeah, Gen uh, Gen Design uh, is the name of the new studio. So Timiko disbanded, but Fumito Ueda went to form a new studio named Gen Design. Has been teasing artwork for a thing which looks like a boy and some sort of a creature. Which oh, what do you know? Shocking. Yeah. Uh, PJ Doolin gives five dollars and says, "I think that the trend of grittiness in AAA games is okay as long as there is a nice blend of tones." 
Cyberpunk pulls it off well, IMO. God of War, not quite. Imagine well, Cyberpunk... two years ago saying someone would be defending Cyberpunk and putting down God of War. Well, what Cyberpunk doesn't feel apologetic in the way God of War does, which we've established is the word of the day. Counterpoint. God of War is great. Okay, well, that gets us to the end of our list of Super Chats, unless some more come we in, which it. they inevitably do. So uh, until that happens, thanks for watching, stroke listening to Slightly Something Else. I was Yahtzee Croshaw. I was joined by some other person. Hello, it's me, the other person. Yes, this, the one with the smaller ego. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll uh, be yeah. back later today, yeah. because we're streaming some more Pulsar Lost Colony alongside Jack. Uh, we almost got blown up several times last week, so we'll pro probably have a little uh, company meeting at the start of the next one to decide on the direction that the company is going to be heading in. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We need to do more planetary exploration. When we're on yeah, a planet, yeah. we're fine. The planet exploring stuff works pretty well. Yeah. It's just the space so, combat yeah, stuff be... we're struggling with. Well, that's because we're a biscuit. We're a biscuit delivery machine. We're not like a, a, a wartime pirate vessel. Um, so yeah, that'll be in uh, just over two hours at 3.30 mm -hmm. Central, and then afterwards we'll be hidden gems with Jesse and Casey, and they'll be playing Maneater, which that was that game about oh, that shark. Oh, here she comes. Exactly. she'll chew you, etc. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a weird what else, what else do you have today? You have, you have on Wednesday, you'll have a new ZP. Can you, can you tell people what it is? Certainly will. I'm reviewing Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Ooh. Which uh, I was somewhat pleasantly surprised by as a game. Let's just say that. That's great. Yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying it as well. And uh, I will have a new extra punctuation going out for members on Thursday, and the usual post CP stream on Wednesday as well. And uh, that'll be about it for me this week. Yep. Adventure is nigh. Side quest is still running for members for non-members. So mm -hmm. that'll be out on Saturday, but the week after that will be the continuation of my bit of Adventure is Nigh. Yep. Uh, yeah, when we go back what, to five, the... Five episodes left, I Yeah, believe. when we return to the adventure of the Platinum Heart. And we've resolved the situation we're in in the cave with the big mushroom lady. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So, and what, what else is the Escapist bringing out generally this week? Oh, all the all the stuff, all the streams today. All, I think we have all of our streams this week. So all, all every all your Star Wars streams, all your Metal Gears, all your all your uh, uh, more Willow Week on Friday. We've been playing the Willow NES game, and let me tell you, not not great. Doesn't hold up. <laughs> not great. Well, we were having a lot of fun. I think Jack got okay. lost, which makes sense in an what, NES game. What kind of game is it? Uh, Zelda. It's it's Zelda? it's very much an original Zelda, like top down. It's weird right. to use a sword, which Willow like does not use swords very often in that film. So that's fine. Well, you got to have some kind of cool combat. I guess so. Yeah, I haven't seen that film ever, so yeah. uh, I'm not sure if Willow ever uses any kind of combat in there. Isn't he Much like more a of a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a wizard? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So you could you could have had him shooting magic missiles. Sure, infinitely. Yeah, yeah, that works. I know. It's so, all right, that'll be it from us, except to say Gokus on BZ gives $3 to say just replayed Resident Evil Remake, still amazing. Thanks for letting us know. Agreed. It's great. Crimson Heads, very spooky. Lady in the Basement, very scary. 
Uh, well, Resident Evil 4 remake's coming out soon. At some Very point. spooky. Probably won't be as good. Well, not with that attitude. And I guess we'll just say goodbye then. Bye, everyone. See you later. See you in a few hours. Bye. Toffee in the corner there. Aw, Toffee in the corner. Nobody puts Toffee in the corner. <laughs> it's walkies time, isn't it? Yes, yes. Licky, licky, licky. Stinky, stinky dog. Uh, Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.